This is an excerpt from my story, Down with the Sickness. A figure dressed in black walked down the dimly lit alley, staying in the darkest shadows. Several feet behind, a man crept along and pulled a gun from his pocket. He lunged for the person in black, but found himself holding only a jacket, not his would-be victim. Cursing, he looked around, and something flashed in front of him. He tried to speak, but gurgled instead, blood spurting from the fresh gash on his throat. Visit MythMart at www.mythmart.com. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA once again. This is Tim coming at you from a little town in South Australia called Murray Bridge. Beautiful sunny day today with uh, spring storms a-brewing as I'm recording this podcast. Episode 198 of the World of Mythbits. We are creeping ever, ever closer to uh, episode 200, which I'm a little bit excited about. Still keeping it under wraps, hoping for uh, for a big surprise for everybody. I uh, got a touch base with the, uh, the man that is David K. Montoya, just to find out um, what, uh, what cogs are turning, what's in the mix. Um, so... Uh, be warned, Dave, uh, I will be contacting you shortly. Uh, and also, mentioning Dave, uh, oh yeah, I'm sort of springing this one on him. Uh, couldn't really come up with a, uh, a theme, ironically. And so I've gone with procrastination, the evilness uh, that uh, prevents us writers from uh, creating our magic I mean, there's writer's block and uh, and all that sort of stuff, but procrastination, all uh, all the other things that get in the way, all the other things that um, we'd rather be doing or we have to be doing, rather than writing, rather than creating. Um, I thought that would be a, an interesting theme. Uh, but before we get into the theme for episode 198, I thought we'd quickly go over some housekeeping. So, from the top, we have, scroll, 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 here we go, Dark Myth Publications. So, this is from uh, Dave. Dark Myth Publications, next release, Gabriella Balcom's Down With The Sickness and Other Chilling Tales is set to release this Tuesday, the 22nd of November, through Mythmart, and everywhere amazing books are sold. And that's something else that Steph um, asked me to uh, reiterate as well. Just the uh, the importance of this new release, which is pretty exciting. Very, very cool. And again, congratulations to you, Gabriella. Some amazing works by you in uh, Mythmart already. Um, and super excited for this one. I reckon it's going to be uh, 
a very, very interesting anthology. Uh, number two, the board of directors met on Sunday. Uh, the proposed 2023 business plan was approved, which is kind of cool. Big celebration. Nothing like an approved business plan. Uh, there was talk about restructuring J. Zomon Pictures, which is kind of cool. Um, so I wonder what's going to happen there with that one. I don't know if anything official has come out um, regarding that. Maybe Dave can uh, can sort of send uh, send something out with um, with more details about the J. Zomon Pictures. Uh, the approval of a new item to be entered in next year's open contract challenge called Rejection Insurance. That's uh, interesting as well. Interesting for myself and all of you other wonderful, amazing, talented writers that uh, that are submitting to uh, the incredible opportunity that is the Open Contract Challenge. And it's brilliant and cool and awesome that um, for, uh, for a number of years now, uh, Dark Myth Publishing has actually been directly involved with, uh, with this competition, with this con- uh, Open Contract Challenge. Uh, and looking forward to seeing what uh, the rejection insurance is all about. Then number three, while Stephanie will become the company's new CEO in January 2023, she will remain the editor-in-chief of Dark Myth Publications. So just keep that in mind. Uh, keep sending your submissions to uh, to Steph's address. Um, great to see so many... Uh, great stories, poems, uh, the artwork, um, reviews. Don't forget to review the reviews. Um, yeah, it's just it's great to see how much support there uh, there still is for um, the World of Myth magazine. We're getting more and more uh, new names, new talent. Uh, I'm aware of a couple more uh, different uh, different writers that have contacted me and said, "Oh, I've seen something about." Um, about Word of Myth magazine, how do I get my work there, um, where do I submit to, and that sort of thing. And yeah, I'm super excited to uh, to hear back from them that um, they have sent. Um, it's on its way, it's in, the, it's in the mix. And fingers crossed, I'm sure it will be accepted, the uh, the wonderful, amazing, talented writers that I know just through, uh, through different sites, different uh, Facebook support groups and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, our family is growing. Our Dark Myth family is ever-growing, turning to the dark side. But many, many of these authors and writers that I already know, um, yeah, are, uh, are already very familiar with writing dark tales and doing it so wickedly well. Number four, a reminder that December 4th will be the Executive and Leadership Conference, and all are welcome, as Dave will discuss the plan for transition and the overall business plan for the 2023 fiscal year. So if you can um, tag along for that, uh, I'm sure it'll be something online. Uh, At least I hope it's something online. We have so many international uh, submitters uh, international um, regulars uh, and uh, and newbies as well. So um, maybe get in touch with, uh, with Mr. David K. Montoya um, regarding uh, a link or um, I'm sure there'll be something on the Facebook page as well with details of that. Uh, number five, 
Mythmart will have a Black Friday through to Cyber Monday weekend sales where everything will be on sale starting this Thanksgiving, Thursday the 24th because literally they want everything to go. Uh, T-shirts, calendars, books, the wax, go, go, go. And then there's an extra one that uh, that Dave's added on as well. Uh, just wanting everyone to know, the Jezomon Dark Myth Company is currently in talks with local schools to partner with, um, yeah, to partner with to develop a digital internship to give students an opportunity to create a real-world resume in the entertainment and media professions. Uh, with more information as this develops. And this is super, super cool. I reckon this is an amazing opportunity. Um, And yeah, depending on what sort of age group um, this is sort of targeted at, um, I reckon, uh, yeah, there'll be some like uh, high school, college kids, um, which will really, really, really benefit from uh, from this sort of opportunity, I reckon amazing, amazing to be able to work with these people uh, that are producing the the magazine, producing um, comic books, graphic novels, um, producing amazing books full of incredible stories, uh, and yeah, the um, the talk of like a um, like a, a movie or film type uh, type platform. Um, yeah, there's just, um, like lots and lots and lots of incredible opportunities. Um, thanks to, uh, Dark Myth Publishing and, uh, Jay Zomon, the, um, the incredible company and all the different branches involved. Uh, yeah, this is, this is wonderful, amazing, uh, brilliant stuff. So, uh, looking forward to finding out more about that. Um, I reckon I did ask for comments, if people could leave comments from the last podcast that I did. Oh, a week, so much has happened in a week. Uh, a week was so long ago. Um, but I see I've just jumped onto, um, the, uh, the Facebook page for the podcast and I can see currently there's no comments, but that's okay. That's all right. Uh, I'm sure, um, that uh, that all the wonderful listeners out there are still uh, maybe procrastinating as they're percolating, as they're they're considering their responses. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm keen for you to get involved. I'm keen, like even though we can't have sort of the the two way conversation uh, live, I I guess we can have a bit of a delayed conversation. Um, would love for you to. Um, to leave your comments uh, on the podcast page uh, in response to any of the sort of questions that I put out there. Um, If I've inspired you, if I've made you think up uh, some interesting ideas, um, if you've thought of your own travels that you've you've sort of had, your own travel stories. I know I've shared uh, a couple of mine. Um, But yeah, if you've got that, uh, that sort of thought uh, that idea, jot it down, pop it on the um, on the site, 
or even uh, if you want to sort of uh, look me up on, on Facebook and, uh, and send me a personal message, uh, I'm more than happy to sort of mention uh, any, um, any sort of stories or topics or, uh, or any comments that, um, that sort of leave for, uh, for me to review. Yeah. Um, but back to, uh, to procrastination uh, and the evil seed of procrastination, the bane of, uh, of every writer. Yes, it's a it's a a real doozy. Uh, I know I should be writing now, but it's that uh, that one opportunity to enjoy the sunshine, to sort of sit uh, sit outside, soak up a bit of sun, um, record the podcast, which is uh, something that gives me an absolute and utter thrill. Um, but it's yeah, it's. Um, the uh, the opportunity to sit and the opportunity to write, especially when the uh, the house is quiet, um, everybody's at school or at work. It's uh, a very rare moment, especially when I'm not at work. Seems to be working uh, working a lot. I guess no, I guess that's not true. It's, I'm working as much as as many hours as I uh, I usually do, um, but the uh, cramming whatever it is that I possibly can into the hours and uh, we've had a, uh, a few staff shortages as of late so it's picking up the slack and uh, making sure um, being in a customer service role working for a library it's um, taking the opportunity to have more customer service time uh, but also uh, as just the fact that look it's as the boss of the library. It's a lot easier to go. You know what? There's a uh, a gap that needs to be filled. I'm happy to fill it. If you can't, if you're not willing to do the work yourself, you can't really expect anybody else to do it for you. That's my opinion. That's what I stand by. Um. And yeah, I I, I think it's very very important to uh, to present a good example. To uh, to be willing to do that work yourself, to be able to get your hands dirty, uh, especially when you work in an office where you don't really get your hands that dirty. Um, it's really just the opportunity to um, to serve the customers, get out from uh, from behind my desk, actually get out to the uh, the front counter, and uh, and be able to mix and mingle and uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's uh, it's a, a real joy, um, but I guess uh, I'm procrastinating, uh, mumbling away. Um, one uh, one of the things uh, I guess I could mention is um, the uh, the evening television watching with uh, with my beautiful wife, sort of sitting on the couch together. That's uh, another form of procrastination that I enjoy very much. Just being able to actually spend that time where we're not at work, um, and um, yeah, the kids are are sort of in their rooms doing their own thing. We sort of get a few quiet moments while uh, we're sort of watching, uh, sitting in front of the idiot box. We can get that opportunity to sort of have a chat, find out how each other's days have gone, what's come up. Uh, I think my wife 
is very much the head of our house, very much uh, somebody who has the finger on the pulse of what it is that's going on. And I kind of just uh, touch base with her every now and again to uh, to find out what we've got during the week happening, what we've got on the weekends and uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's um, it's a good opportunity sort of sitting in front of the TV when uh, we're sort of just letting it all wash over us. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, good opportunity to sort of just have that uh, that brief moment of together time where we're not away for the weekend, uh, kidless for the weekend, having uh, a different kind of together time, which uh, which I enjoy immensely. Our uh, our romantic getaways, uh, but again, no real time for writing. Plenty of uh, of inspiration, maybe for romantic poetry and um, those uh, those sort of stories that may may not really fit in the um, the dark myth uh, sort of genre. Although I know that uh, that dark myth publishing and uh, and um, the um, world of myth bits, uh, no, sorry, the world of myth magazine. Uh, there's uh there's plenty of different genres there's uh there's probably a way to sort of fit a um a piece of romantic poetry maybe in there somewhere um maybe it's uh a uh, a joyful piece until the twist at the end perhaps yeah a few few ideas sort of uh percolating there uh who knows what may come uh i have submitted uh my stories for november though so it may not be a uh, a November or a December um, appearance. Might be uh, later on, but it's there. It's uh, I find when I'm writing, uh, when I've got ideas, I've got ideas that I had uh, a number of years ago that I've started that still bounce around the brain, uh, that uh, maybe distract me from the um, the sort of writing that I'm supposed to be doing, the the writing that I've got timelines and deadlines on. Um, that other stuff sort of percolates and sits in the background there and uh, and it still um, plagues the dreams every now and again. You might get a bit of an idea. Um, you might uh, think up a new character or um, the, um, yeah, the, uh, the storyline or the, the, uh, the direction that the, the story was going uh, might suddenly change with uh, an idea or something that you've stumbled across, uh, something that somebody's mentioned or... Uh, a uh, a real life event that's occurred. Yeah, it's um, I've got a uh, a few like a number of uh, of stories ongoing, but I've got the other projects that uh, that are sort of more important that are uh, that are taking my focus. Um, bit like the um the Cthulhu slash fantasy stuff that I'm uh, I'm submitting to um, World of Myth magazine at the moment. Uh, and also uh, Peyotra's Tale. They're the two key ones that um, that I'm regularly working on. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, of projects that I'm working on for other independent publishers as well, which um, which I'm really thrilled about. Lots and lots and lots of opportunities. The more the more you write, I'm finding is the more you seem to be getting those new opportunities to uh to submit um and the other thing too uh 
I uh, I have had a few uh, private messages from writer friends uh, from various groups um, saying, hey, you're getting published a lot, which is good, which is fun. I mean, uh, I, I don't always post about the rejections. Not every Not every piece sort of gets through and you've sort of got a tweak and sometimes you really miss the mark and sometimes you get those lovely rejection uh, responses of, hey, thanks, we kind of liked it, but it didn't fit what we're uh, what we're looking for, what we're looking at uh, at the moment for this particular edition. Please send something else down the track, and that's all nice and all well and good. But a rejection is still a rejection. Um, but it's nice that I've got enough submission uh, submissions that do get accepted. That um, that people are saying, "Hey, well done. You're uh, you're on a bit of a roll. You're on a bit of a run." Yeah, it's uh, it feels good. Feels good. And it's nice that people are wanting to reach out and say, hey, how are you getting onto such a great role? Where where are you sending things? Um, you seem to be posting a lot uh, about acceptances. Um, and um, yeah, I, I guess I, I'm sort of honing my craft and I'm beginning to, to realise what stories, what poems, what pieces would be more suitable to, uh, to particular calls, particular magazines, particular sites. Um, and then, yeah, it's just a lot of luck too. Uh, I mean, um, I put my hand up for, uh, for an anthology call, um, with another independent publisher that, uh, that they were just sort of spitballing an idea and I was one of a handful of authors that said, "Hey, yeah, I've got a bit of an idea. I've, uh, I'm, uh, I'm interested." And the story that I submitted to that, when the um, the guest editor had another idea for another project, she sort of reached out to those authors, those writers that were involved in that previous project first, and said, "Hey, enjoyed your story. Thinking up and this particular idea." Um, keen to make it work, keen to see it happen, are you interested in being involved? Uh, and through work, through the, um, the work I do with the library and the, um, the opportunities that sort of present for performers, for author visits, um, that sort of thing, I have, uh, I have learnt very quickly that it is better to say yes and then try and work out how it's all going to work, uh, how to fit it all in, rather than say, no, not this time, we're, um, we're a bit busy, we're a bit stuck, or that sort of thing. So uh, if any of my uh, members of my team that I work with are listening, I apologise for um, the number of times that we're sort of scratching our heads and going, mm, how's this going to work? Or I haven't heard anything about this event. Are you keeping this one under your hat? Uh, just we've got uh, a number of yeses that have sort of gone, um, hey, yes, please, that'd be amazing. Uh, And then um, I've sort of let things sit and uh, my colleagues that do the promotion for our events um, have sort of scratched their head and gone, "Mm, this is written down on the calendar, but it's not in the booking system and we haven't seen any pictures or any photos or, uh, or anything that we can possibly use to, uh, to promote to the community and promote to the public. And I mean, some events that we've run, we've had one person or no people turn up for 
which is uh, which is unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, we've had events where we've had uh, nearly 250 people or uh, over 100 people or um, a good 50 or 80 or 75. Yeah, we've, we're, we've had some reasonably big events uh, at my local work uh, at the, uh, the wonderful, beautiful Murray Bridge Library. And, um, yeah, we're, uh, we're, um, just lucky, I guess, that, uh, that I'm happy so often to say yes, where in the past I was more reluctant. Um, and because of all the yeses that I've been saying over the last couple of years, uh, and the fact that I've been reaching out to, uh, to writers, to authors, um, mostly the well-known ones, the ones that um, our community are probably interested in, but I also like the opportunity to say yes to, uh, to the unknown authors uh, and try and create events for them, because I think that's a, a wonderful platform. Libraries are a great place for writers to connect with readers, because a library is somewhere, usually, in my experience anyway, where you can join for free. Uh, it's a community service, so it's there for the community. Um, and usually the things that are on the shelf or the things that, uh, that are available for you to download, the digital stuff you can interact with, uh, the physical stuff that's in the building on the shelf, um, is usually the sort of stuff that is geared towards the, the wants, the needs, the interests of the community. And I mean, it might be general, it might be um, like a stock standard, uh, Jody Picoult, um, James Patterson, uh, uh, Jeffrey Archer, um, or uh, it might be um, travel books, um, learning languages, if, they, uh, if they're aware of a number of people in the community that are interested in learning, uh, learning new languages. Um, I know we've got a, uh, a number of um, non-English speaking members of the community, especially young, that are looking to do their, um, their language test to, uh, to become citizens, um, to stay in the wonderful country that is Australia and to stay in, uh, in the beautiful community that is the Murray Bridge, uh, Murray Lands community. And so, of course, they're looking for something which is um, abbreviated to IELTS, which is like a, an anagram for the current test, uh, language test and, uh, and comprehension test that, uh, that the Australian government puts new arrivals through before they can settle as residents, I believe. Um, and so, of course, there's a, uh, a big demand for IELTS resources, practice tests, um, books on grammar, um, comprehension, um, learning the English language. Uh, and we have a number of books on those particular subjects, but the ones that are IELTS specific um, are more popular because that's the current test, that's the current way that... Um, that things are going at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's important that uh, that libraries are there for their communities, a reflection of the community's needs, 
um, but also there to uh, to support new talent, there to uh, to support um, new children's authors and uh, and new uh, adult fiction authors, new um, yeah, sort of engaging the uh, in the youth, uh, seeing if we can get big name authors in that would uh, would interest the twelve to to twenty five year old uh sort of audience the uh the audience that tends to be reluctant especially that teen to to uh early adulthood um to uh to mid 20s that uh that sort of tough audience to uh to bring in to libraries so yeah it's um it's a um a good opportunity for uh for libraries to be able to support authors But I procrastinate again. Uh, this should probably be uh, more the, than the procrastination episode. This should probably be the rambling episode. Uh, the ramblings of Tim the Wizard. Um, just uh, thought of uh, yeah. Just uh, just sort of had a uh, a zany thought. I jumped onto MythMart. To uh, to have a bit of a look uh, at the wonderful wonderful things that uh, that are on there. Nothing's on special as of yet that I can see. But I discovered that there's an app. There's actually where are we now? Spaces by Wix. So Spaces by Wix is an app where you can interact with businesses, and it seems as though. Um, Mythbits, um, sorry, the um, uh, Mythmart, sorry, is uh, one of the businesses that you can uh, you can interact with um, on the app via the app. Yeah, so I'm really, really, really looking forward to being accepted uh, and checking out the experience through that. So that should be very cool. Um, so. Back to uh, procrastination and uh, one of uh, the many, many, many other reasons why I'm not writing at the moment, aside from the fact that I'm recording the podcast. Um, Every night I try and sit down and read with my kids, read with my girls especially. It's it's a bit sad that um, my my son is more um, dedicated to the screen then he is uh, interested in sitting down with his old man and actually reading a story. Uh, hopefully one day that'll change. Uh, hopefully, I'm hoping that when he finally has kids of his own, um, that, uh, that he uh, will actually take up the opportunity and he will um, take up the books again uh, and, uh, and hopefully uh, rediscover the joy of reading with his own kids. That's uh, my fingers. I know you can't see them, but my fingers are currently crossed uh, with hope that uh, that that will occur. Um, But I'm loving reading stories with my girls, um, and they in turn are uh, really enjoying uh, reading with me as well. So sometimes they will do the reading. Uh, They're a very proud... uh, Proud for me and uh, and proud for their mum. Very prolific readers, which is great. Um, 
But yeah, they, uh, there's something extra special about sitting there and reading uh, a story with the kids. And there's something uh, extra, extra special when it's your own story that you get to read as well. That's, uh, that's a real thrill for me. Really enjoy doing that. Uh, especially the, um, the sort of uh, responses that I get back from my kids as well. That's, um, they're the, the best critics, uh, giving you the, uh, the best sort of ideas of where a story could go or how a story could improve. Um, and a lot of that, I think, comes down to the fact that, especially the kids' stories that I'm writing, um, either are aimed at their age group or they're sort of aimed at kids that are a bit younger and they can sort of consider um, their cousins, uh, their younger cousins and, uh, and what they might think. Yeah, which is, um, which is really cool. It's good to have that sort of sounding board. Uh, at the moment, we're really enjoying... We finished off um, like the Nanny Piggins stories um, and the Friday Barn stories, that, uh, that sort of anthology of, uh, of short stories written by that particular author. Um, I think it's R.A. Spratt. I'm pretty sure, maybe. Don't quote me. It's R.A. something, something that starts with an S, I'm pretty sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, um, there's like the Friday Barnes series, the Nanny Piggins series. Then there's ones uh, that, um, that the author does about a, a young girl called Tammy and her mum, who's a, a very imaginative writer, and the sort of conversations that they have, they, uh, they very much remind me of the same sort of conversations that I had with my mum wandering, uh, going for walks, or doing the dishes, or, um, or that sort of thing, um, yeah, it's, uh, fond, fond, wonderful, wonderful memories, and, um, if my mum was still alive, I'm sure that she would get a real kick out of hearing me read those sort of stories to her as well, um, creates fond, fond memories, makes me smile, but, um, Another thing that I'm doing at the moment, we've uh, we've discovered the um, we're very interested in uh, British history, or not so much British history, or maybe a little bit British history. Uh, being Australian, there's the uh, the connection to uh, what we call the mother country, uh, and of course with the passing of uh, Her Majesty uh, Elizabeth II, that's um, there's uh, yeah a uh, an increased interest in uh, in the royal family. Um, so we've stumbled across the series on Netflix called The Crown, and we did watch all the way through to series the end of series four. So now that series five is live, up and running, um, that's uh, that's a good uh, forty five minutes or an hour. Uh, when we do manage to fit it in to uh, to sort of sit down and watch. Very, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, we find it, find it to be very, very interesting. The way that they portray the um, the different members of the royal family and what sort of happens behind the scenes and uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very, very cool. Um, and also uh, in the uh, the mix of that, um, also um, we have. Movies that we like to watch, uh, especially having um, uh, 
like a, a weekend evening, uh, I might go, oh yes, opportunity to um, to sort of sit down at the laptop and uh, and bash out a uh, a quick drabble, like a, a hundred worder or um, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, there's um, there's great opportunities to um, to sit down and write, and then suddenly those sort of opportunities get soaked up with uh, wonderful family movie night. It might be a, a new kids flick that we haven't seen yet. Or something from uh, from our past that my wife and I have enjoyed um, when we were kids, um, and that we can sort of sit down with the girls and sometimes with our son as well. Sometimes he'll uh, he'll sort of bite the bullet, um, especially when there's popcorn, any food that's in uh, involved in the in the whole experience. He's keen to take part, uh, and uh, quite often he'll actually uh, come to the end of it and say, you know what. I did enjoy that film, and the girls love them as well. We uh, we watched the other night. Um, we watched uh, Top Gun Maverick, and uh, certainly not everybody's type of movie. Um, but if you loved the original and you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, um, thoroughly recommend it. Make sure that you do. We uh, we enjoyed. Uh, every single moment of it, uh, but it was really funny watching it with our girls, um, Miss Twelve, Boo, who's twelve, and uh, and Nen, who's uh, nearly sixteen. They um, they got into it. Uh, they seemed to enjoy it, but a lot of the sort of stuff from the previous movie, uh, Top Gun, that they uh, they hinted at throughout Top Gun Maverick. Um, that my wife and I were going, ooh, ah, oh, it's interesting how they've done that. The girls were like, what, what, what's going on? What, uh, what are we missing out on? Um, so yeah, it was, uh, was most, uh, most interesting to sort of experience that with our daughters. And then I had to go to work the next day, um, being Sunday and I had a Sunday shift the middle of the day. And, uh, my beautiful wife said, you know what? I'm going to sit down with the girls and I'm going to watch Top Gun. And so they watched the original movie. Um, the two girls watched it with their mum. And uh, yeah, I, interesting conversations I came home to. Um, they were very excited to say that they'd watched it, enjoyed it immensely. Um, we got two more Top Gun fans. Uh, they sort of scratched their head about how um, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer was actually aged a fair bit in uh, Top Gun Maverick and uh, they were sort of scratching their heads wondering how it was possible that uh, Val Kilmer in the first movie and Val Kilmer in the in the sequel um, how he could possibly have changed so much and I think that's only evident and brutally evident because of the fact that Tom Cruise looks as though he hasn't changed at all they've got a lot of younger um where the uh, the first film had them as uh, as younger actors, um, what was it for it's 20, 25 years between the two films? I reckon uh, we calculated. So um, they've got they were young. So Tom and Val and uh, and the other um, other actors uh, were uh, were quite young in uh, in the first film, um, and then they've got a lot of a lot of young 
actors for the second film as well. Um, so you you can't really tell the difference with the cast, but with Val Kilmer's character, there's a uh, you can see the twenty five years for sure. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was very amusing for them to sort of be gobsmacked, couldn't believe um, Val from the first film, Val from the second film, uh, as, uh, as Iceman, um, but Tom, as Maverick, uh, hilarious, absolutely hilarious, sort of the confusion on their faces, how is this possible, and I think that's the mystery that, uh, that all of us are, uh, are wondering at the moment, how, uh, how is this possible, um, so yes, movies, uh, series like The Crown, um, another one that I'm getting into uh, that I've almost finished is uh, the first series of um, oh, do, 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 do. Neil Gaiman, oh, the completely, I mean I've got The Umbrella Academy, uh, the second series of The Umbrella Academy that I, uh, I'm maybe two or three episodes away from finishing, and then well aware that there's the third uh, that's still waiting for me to watch. Um, but, 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 but the Neil Gaiman one that's out on uh, on Netflix as well. Um, oh, about... Uh, Dream? Morpheus? Um... Yeah, I've got uh, probably a, an episode and a half left to watch on that. Uh, that's another wonderful distraction. Sort of gives me some interesting dark thoughts and dark ideas for stories. But of course, you don't want it to influence you too greatly. Um, you don't want to fall into that unfortunate trap of rehashing, um, recreating exactly the same idea. But it it plants the right sort of seeds, um, the uh, the dark drabbles that uh, that I'm writing at the moment um, for uh, for a couple of different companies, um, ones that every now and again will uh, will make an appearance in um, the World of Myth magazine. Um, they're sort of they come from uh, definitely not the Crown, uh, definitely not. Um, those sort of things that I, uh, I'm watching with my family, but the stuff that I'm sort of taking the time to watch myself, uh, sort of things that my brother-in-law is, um, steering me towards as well, which is kind of cool. Thank you, Ben, tipping my hat in your direction, my friend. Uh, we've got very, uh, very similar interests in, uh, in what we watch, the games we like to play, um, He's probably even darker than I am. I'm sort of, uh, I'm a good Catholic boy that uh, that has um, only probably the last 20 or so years realised what it is that's out there, uh, what it is that I've been missing out on. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Lots and lots and lots of fun sort of delving down that dark rabbit hole and playing catch up. 
So yes, plenty that uh, that sort of keeps me preoccupied. Plenty that uh, that fills my hours, fills my days, um, and yet somehow, uh, some way, I still manage to uh, to sit in front of the keyboard every now and again when an idea pops in my head, or I've got a wonderful uh, gift of a, uh, a notebook or two that I've been given. Um, very very grateful for that. Um, that gives me the opportunity to sort of jot down ideas, um, scribble and cross out and uh, and change and count and uh, sort of have a bit of a play. Um, and the other thing I like as well is my son's sort of shaking his head. He's going, Dad, why don't you use Notepad? You've got Notepad on your phone. You should be able to easily use Notepad. And I'm like, you know what? I just use uh, Facebook Messenger and I message myself. Idea pops in my head. I'm sitting in the car waiting for the kids to finish school. It's pick-up time, and an idea pops into my head. I'm sort of tapping away at uh, at Facebook Messenger, and uh, half an idea might have formed. Um, I might have had uh, a couple of uh, conversations jotted down without speech uh, without speech marks or that sort of thing. But still, you uh, you sort of. You use the tools that you've got and you use the tools that you're happy to use. And, uh, and I find as well, I can jump on uh, Facebook, jump on Access Messenger and I can copy and paste into like a Word document or into a notepad or that sort of thing. So there's always ways to work around it, always ways to make it work. Um, yeah, but uh, thank you uh, to, uh, to my young boy. Um, 16 and it seems you know everything um yeah it's uh maybe i will next time uh look into using uh using notepad and um and go from there um what i do find with notepad though is that once i jump onto another um like i can use it on my phone but once i get onto another device like a um a pc or a laptop um I don't know how to uh, to access it, whether there's like a uh, access to uh, to my Apple account or um, if I can use like a Google type thing, uh, Google Docs or that sort of thing. That uh, that may work as well. It's just easy for me to uh, to jump on to uh, to Facebook and uh, and access it that way. Um. So yeah, it's um. I think it's probably uh, suffice to say that we've uh, we've come to the end of uh, of the ramblings for uh, for this episode. I don't know if we've even touched enough on uh, on the particular topic that uh, that I was uh, looking at examining. Um, and yeah, whether in a uh, a strange uh, and wonderful roundabout way, um, we uh, we have managed to uh, to cover the subject. In its entirety, um, I will leave you to be the judge of that. Uh, before I go, though, um, just reminding you: make sure that you jump onto the website, jump onto MythMart, um, especially coming up to um, Black Friday. There's the new book um, by Gabriella Balcom that's coming out very, very soon. Probably by the time this podcast is live, or maybe a little bit after this podcast goes live. Uh, so as you're listening, uh, make this a great reminder to you to, uh, in the next couple of days, jump on, 
check it out, MythMart, uh, and also make sure that um, when uh, the sales kick off as well, the um, the uh, Cyber Monday, um, the um, yeah, the Thanksgiving sales, the uh, the uh, lead up to Christmas sales, the uh, the exciting, crazy, chaotic time of year. Um, make sure that you check that out. Make sure that you jump on MythMart, whether it's through the website, uh, www.mythmartasoneword.com, um, or if you use the app. Uh, and I, uh, once again, I, uh, I iterate the, uh, the interest that I've got in the map, in the app and, uh, and hoping that, um, that'll be on there soon, uh, checking it out and, uh, and hopefully putting my money where my mouth is. So signing off, this is Tim saying farewell until episode 199.